scientific and technological advances and open markets are creating both opportunities and challenges for today's organizations. To stay relevant as a company, you need to be able to adapt to unprecedented change, uncertainty and ambiguity. In this podcast, we explore how leaders can build such organizations. In my latest blog post, I write about some specific statements that people say that trivializes complexity. Most people do it without even realizing. My observations are that most organizations suffer from trivialization, even society in general, to be honest. Trivialization is an issue that has several negative consequences. And to be clear, trivialization is when something, for example, a circumstance, event or characteristic, is made less significant, important or complex than it really is. So in this episode, I'll chat about some of the negative effects that comes from trivialization, while also sharing how one might notice they could be in a complex situation. So what are the specific statements I'm referring to? For example, it's when a person says, we need to improve our communication, or we need to have a clear process for this, or we need to use common sense. To increase understanding for how these statements trivializes, I would like you to think about the past 50 years. So imagine what the world looked like 50 years ago and the events and the things that has happened up until this year. Think about how things have evolved, cemented or even regressed during this period. For example, society, politics, religion, science and technology. Basically how human life has developed during this time. With that in mind, think about the diversity of an organization's employees. Each individual's date of birth, societal origin and upbringing, social and economic background, sources of education, their health, their work experience, and companies they worked for in the past, etc. All of these attributes have shaped each person's frame of reference and the effect this has on their attitudes, identities, and propensities. For example, Think about how different people in your organization respond to managers and authority. Likely, some engage in discourse while others don't even question managers. Another example is to what degree people accept failure and in what situations they find it more or less acceptable. Another example is how much space each person takes when working together and the different opinions on who is entitled to take more or less space. These differences could be due to their previous experiences or cultural differences. In Swedish work culture, for example, we have a tendency to avoid conflict and disagreement, at times even avoiding it at all costs because we dread it. In Sweden, conflict is strongly associated with only negative effects. So picture people that have different frames of reference collaborating at work every day. Hopefully they do so towards a common goal and on different and ambiguous challenges while also having high expectations. Sometimes they work under great urgency while also rarely acknowledging the significance of the different perspectives they have among the group. Besides this, they live life outside of work and are affected by it. Okay, now picture a situation where they all experience frustration when collaborating 
and that they felt frustration for quite some time. It's during this situation I've noticed people make comments such as we just need to improve our communication or we just need to have a clear process for this or we just need to use common sense and then things will improve. I have found that most people say these statements with ignorance but with positive intent to help improve the situation. With that said, unfortunately, they often have opposite effects. Perhaps the most fundamental effect that I've observed is that these statements tend to undermine a system's agency. That is, it greatly diminishes both people's ability to improve their own circumstances and the organization's ability to adapt to more suitable conditions. And this is especially true if a person with authority states these typical statements. Before sharing some other negative effects I've noticed these statements have, I'd like to mention a few additional signs that indicate someone might be experiencing complexity. Many of the companies I've worked with in the past years have found it difficult to predict outcomes with certainty. They've experienced a large number of factors that are affecting circumstances and lots of ambiguity and room for interpretation. They found it very difficult to predict what their actions will lead to. And when they've been faced with concrete product challenges, I've seen highly experienced employees come up with several different hypotheses on what the best response or action could be. Some of the assumptions and hypotheses have been contradictory and competed with each other. So they've been pointing towards opposite beliefs. So it has only been natural that experienced people have disagreed with how to respond in a situation. Once they've consent to one or several concrete responses, their implementation have then resulted not only in many desired outcomes, but also unintended consequences. So this has both led to results they wanted to see and results they didn't expect. Besides this, they've experienced a lack of consistency. When doing the same thing over and over for a period of time, it has generated different results each time. Also, they've done something that has worked for them for a period of time and all of a sudden it stopped producing the same result. For example, I worked at a company that had a successful business model and for over 10 years the core of many of their efforts had been to increase the retention of their non-paying users. By iterating on their product, they tried to get users that wasn't paying to continue using the product. They did this because the data on how the product was used clearly showed that if non-paying users kept using the product, a fixed percentage of them converted to becoming paying customers. Again, this data had been solid and stable for over 10 years. And then all of a sudden, the data started to show that the percentage of users that converted started to decline. And this trend continued for months. So the company took this as a clear indication that their business model could be in jeopardy and they needed to start doing things differently. So when highly experienced employees disagrees with how to respond, many factors are influencing events. There's lots of ambiguity. Predictions can't be made with certainty. There's a lack of consistency and plenty of unintended consequences happen. These are all clear signs that a company is experiencing complexity and uncertainty. So with all of this in mind, 
trivialization also fundamentally sets false expectations and hopes. It encourages people to search for a single root cause or a crystal clear explanation for what they are experiencing and the consequences it has. It also encourages a belief that the problem and the solution, in quotation marks, is either found in a single process or specific individuals. As in expressing, if we just had a better process for planning or managing dependencies, everything would be resolved. Or, if only John and Lisa understood how important this thing is for our business, we'd be successful. Yes, there are instances where a single individual or process is greatly influencing things that happen. That's always going to be the case. With that said, when dealing with complex situations, the surrounding environment increases its influence on people and process. Since there are many factors that are both influential and entangled in complex situations, causation is not linear and the solution cannot be predicted or revealed by purely analyzing. What happens in a specific situation is the result of the interactions between people and what capabilities the organization has as a unit. For example, a fairly common situation I've experienced is that two different teams are unable to align and collaborate towards a temporary and urgent common goal. It's not because the planning process and that specific individuals are bad at collaborating with others. The common pattern is that it doesn't matter which teams try to collaborate. They all find it difficult. This is partly because each team is mainly rewarded for achieving a mix of both individual and team goals. And that the organization believes team autonomy is important for making timely decisions, while also unknowingly failing to provide crucial business information to all or some of the relevant teams. So, as I said earlier, trivialization takes away the opportunity to experiment safely to discover significant key insight about what practices that could be appropriate and sustainable in a specific situation. I'm still learning about the effects trivialization has in complex situations. And Dave Snowden's work in particular continues to be a source of learning for me. And I encourage anyone interested to research his and Cognitive Edge's work on the subject. And lastly, I want to end by sharing some of the characteristics that discourages trivialization and that helps an organization avoid the negative effects I've talked about. So to discover and avoid trivialization and its negative effects, then traits such as curiosity, self-awareness, viewing disagreements as opportunities for learning, hypothesizing and experimenting, accommodating new knowledge, acknowledging anomalies, critical thinking, and being open to alternative explanations are all traits that are appropriate. On the other hand, traits such as adhering to a narrow perspective, ignoring diverging viewpoints, disregarding context, inattention to shifting circumstances, searching for the solution or a single root cause, being close to learning and relearning, and linear thinking are all traits that are inappropriate. Hopefully the contrast between these opposing traits paints a clear picture, which hopefully presents an opportunity for reflection and asking in what situations you are trivializing, in what situation does trivialization occur in your organization, 
and perhaps most importantly, when does trivialization come from a source of power, status and influence and how it can be avoided. Thanks for listening. Until next time.